Ayers on the Road, Parenting in a Modern World. Here's Richard and Linda Iyer. Well, hello out in radio land, all you parents, grandparents, and miscellaneous others that are tuned in to Ayers on the Road. We've got a special treat for you today, and Linda will announce what it is. You know, I've just returned from a mother's weekend with my four daughters. We went to California to Napa Valley, and man, did we have a great time. We have three. We're married with children and one who is 26 and unmarried. But we hope not for long. (laughs) And anyway, we had the most fabulous time. We have our oldest daughter here with us because she lives near us. She's the only one of our nine that live near enough to us that we can get together. And I just picked them up from the airport, and as luck would have it, all you lucky radio listeners, we have our daughter, Saren, with us, and she needs no introduction. More of you know her than know us because she is the founder of a magnificent organization called The Power of Moms. And Saren, say a word or two about the weekend. Lean up here. We're all on one speaker. Yeah, we're all kind of cozy in the car here. Um, we had such a great weekend. I have to say there is nothing like being together with my mom and sisters and laughing until we cry and eating delicious food and exploring the gorgeous wonders of Napa Valley. I just hope I wasn't the uh, object of a lot of that laughter that was going on because I felt my ears itching quite a lot during the weekend. You were just feeling them itch because we were talking about how wonderful you are, Dad. <laughs> some, some. Home was due to the laughter. That's true. You keep him entertained all the time. Yeah, you are an entertaining guy in the most wonderful way, of course. Now, we didn't have, as I understand it, you did not have the daughters-in-law and the sisters-in-law, just the actual blood sisters and the mom. Well, that was because we just took those daughters-in-law on a cruise on their own. So we felt like it was time to do just the sisters. So are we lucky or what? I mean, really. It is such a blessing to be able to do that with our daughters. I mean, we know everyone can't do that and run off to Napa, California, but you can get together for a, a weekend at somebody's house. Or just an overnight, you know, or just a dinner or something. I just think, I was talking to a good friend of mine the other day when we were hiking together, and um, she was just saying that she, you know, she really wished that she got a chance to get together with her mom and sisters more often. And they don't live that far apart from each other, but they're busy, and life is busy, and you know, she kind of came away from the conversation resolved to say, you know what, we are just going to set up an evening where we're going to get together and we're going to have dinner together and we're going to relax together and we're just going to have nothing else on our agenda than just to be together. And, you know, because I think sometimes we don't make time for that and it doesn't have to be that complicated. It really can happen in almost any situation if we decide it needs to happen. Now, here's my question for you, my daughter, Saren. Um, We hear many parents saying, well, my goal is just to treat my daughters-in-law and my sons-in-law exactly like my daughters and sons, to not differentiate at all, to have the same relationship with them as I do with my own children that were actually born to me. Is that realistic, though, or is there always some special connection that that sisters have that they can never quite have with a sister-in-law? What do you think? That's a really good question, but I have to say that we really miss being with Christy and Asia and Julie and Anita. I mean, we just love our sisters-in-law so much, and they bring they add a different dimension, and they're hilarious, and they're fun, and they bring up really great points about things. So we actually talked about them a lot because we really miss them. And I think it is different 
because, you know, obviously the people you grew up with and they're born in the same family as, you're going to have a little bit different experiences with those people and you're going to have a different amount of, you know, history that you share. But at this point, I think we have a lot of history with our sisters-in-law too, so that makes a big difference. Well, I think that's very, very interesting because I try to think of my sons and, and daughters-in-law the same as my kids, but it's it's a little hard, although you keep working at it, and in some ways you just have to think the relationship's different but not necessarily better or worse. But here's my question for you, Linda. Is this just for fun? Do you just get together and eat and talk and so on, or do you actually talk about really meaningful things. What do you, what's the agenda for these mom and sister confabs? Oh, man, we talked about the most interesting, stimulating stuff. That's what I love about being with these girls because we went through an article on motherhood called Teach These Souls to Fly that was just out of this world. And we, I actually mentioned this on the show a couple of weeks ago because I had just read this article, but wow, you know, if you read something that's stimulating and then to be able to really talk about it and how that resonates with you or not or what, you learn so much about your daughters and you would also about your daughters-in-law. And let me just say that the daughters-in-law, we love so dearly, but they do have their own families and they do have traditions that they bring from their own families that are different than ours. And guess what? It all works. And there's only there there's a lot more than one true way. What do you things. what do you call this group? Just for those that might not know the elegant name of this mother and daughter group. Well, this group we call the Sisters Retreat. No, I mean the bigger group. The bigger group we call the mothers and future mothers of IRM because we Or M and F S E for short. That's right. And it really is amazing how much we can learn from not only these daughters, but these daughters-in-law. And, you know, again, we mentioned this after we went on this cruise with these girls, and it was a speaking cruise, so it wasn't really expensive, and it was so nice to take them. But it really is interesting that these girls um, add so much to our family. They bring uh, a gift to us from another family, another culture. We have a Swiss daughter-in-law who grew up in a very different atmosphere. And it's just so fun to see how their parenting has affected them. So it's now, great. Let me just ask you, Sarah, as the oldest sister, sort of, you're sort of the senior member of this group. You're, do you have any seniority privileges? Do you take a leadership role? How do you, how do you tie all this together? And is there an organization within the sisters, or is it everyone coming together as equals? You know, I think that a lot of it just changes as we get older. You know, I'm 16 years older than Charity, who's our my youngest sister and the youngest in the family, and it's amazing how we can get together and really feel like equals. And Everyone brought their different issues and topics of conversation to the table, and Mom had great ideas of things for us to talk about. And, you know, I loved actually thinking about that this weekend. I don't feel like I'm the leader. I feel like I'm just part of the group, and I love that feeling like we're all peers and that we all have equal sort of standing as far as different people have different things they need to bring up, different people have great things they want to say, and then we all have different experiences. Shawnee's kids are older than mine, so I can look towards her for certain things. Charity's a lot more with it as far as social media and fashion. She can give us great tips. I mean, everyone has different things that they kind of specialize in, and it's really fun to just kind of look towards each other as peers and as people that we can learn a lot from and grow as we're all together. And I love that we've reached that stage. Isn't that interesting how a family dynamic changes? Because 
if you go back many, many years to when you were the oldest sister and were taking care of your younger sisters and being a role model for them and babysitting them even, and the passage of time, that vertical relationship seems to gradually tilt until it's virtually horizontal. Yeah, I really do love that because, you know what, frankly, it gets old being the big sister and the babysitter and the helper all those years. So I really was thinking about that this weekend, how fun it is that we just are really all peers and how fun it is that we have all these fabulous um, sisters-in-law that come in and, you know, the, the age order and all that kind of stuff, it doesn't really matter to them. They just kind of came in and we're just all there. And, and I just absolutely have to say I love that all my sisters-in-law were so excited to go on a cruise with you guys. Because I don't think there are very many, like, a group of in-laws without any of the actual siblings or kids, blood kids, you know, that would, would want to go on a cruise with their in-laws. I just think it's, it's a real testament to the oh, fact that they, they love you guys. They'd go on a cruise with anyone. That's the whole point. We had to bribe them. <laughs> I don't know about that. That's on a boat all the time. I don't know. But, but I do have to say, this time around, it was so interesting. We just had fun every minute. There were no fights. Zero. Really? Yeah. That's a first. I kind of like the fights, but there were no, I mean, I should say disagreements. We were, you know. Not even a disagreement on where to go to eat or what to order on the menu. We just went along. It was beautiful. The youngest sister planned the whole thing. She lives there. She knows it. You know, it was nice to be on her home turf and have her just do it. And she did such a fabulous job. We had so much fun. And it just really is nice to see how. Certainly, we do have our little tips and issues, and when we're together for a whole month at Bear Lake, some of that comes out, yep, but it is fun to see how we do get along so well, and we have our little issues and little funny moments where we can just laugh because someone says something and it's whatever, but, you know, those kinds of things just get totally, you know, brushed out of the way as we move forward with these wonderful relationships. Now, now some of you just tuning in should know that we're talking about a mother and daughter retreat Many families have them. Ours just had one, and we've got Sarah, our oldest daughter, with us just for a couple more minutes until the break. So I have one more question for you, Sarah. What role does the mom play in these in these confabs? Is she just another one of the girls, or is there still a leadership role on her part? And how how does that relationship change over time? Does that one also go a little from vertical? to a more horizontal relationship. How, what did you observe from your own mom during this retreat? Well, you know, I think it's, it is really interesting to see how just like, you know, with us being in different ages and different age order growing up and we're more, more just all on the same level, I think that happens more and more. I think that, you know, I know for me with my kids, I definitely need to be the mom right now. I want to be a friend, but I really need to be the mom. That's my main thing. And I think that now I love that with our mom, we're able to have this much more of a friendship where we can laugh about things together and we can share our issues and she can talk about things she's worried about with her kids and we can talk about things that we're worried about with our kids and we can all talk together about these these different issues on a much more peer level. I feel like mom still definitely took the lead. She was amazing. She set, set things up. She really spearheaded like, okay, what time do we need to get these flights and how are we going to make this work and what's our budget going to be and how are we going to, you know, converge together and who's going to be in charge of what. She really headed that up and did a fabulous job and it's a lot of work and we kind of decided we need to trade off who's going to plan each of these things and take some of that logistical um, stuff on their plate because it's a lot of work. I'm not going to say it's easy. but So she did a lot of that stuff, but, and she had great topics that she brought up. But, you know, we all had great topics that we all kind of brought to the table. So I feel like it was 
quite a, an equal sort of a thing, but with mom definitely spearheading and taking the lead and making sure that it happened, which I so appreciate. Well, you know, we're, we're just about out of time for the first half of the show, but before we go to break, I guess, I guess what people are always saying to us, Linda, is, but I want to be friends with my kids. I just want them to think of me as a friend, and we're always saying, no, 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 you don't. That's not the thing you want to be. You want to be their mother, but now you can be their friend. And we'll talk a little bit about more, more about that when we come back in the next segment. See you soon. Well, we're back. Richard and Linda Iyer, once again on Iyer's on the Road. We've been talking today about retreats for mothers and sisters. They're especially wonderful when those sisters are old enough to be mothers of their own. And the main subject of discussion, of course, is parenting and motherhood. That's where Linda's just returned. And where we ended was whether or not you should be friends with your kids. How soon should you be friends with your kids? Um, There are times when you don't need to be friends with your kids. When they're young, when they're teenagers, they need a parent. And so many parents are like, ooh, I want my kids to like me. I want them to think that they have the greatest mom in the world and the fun mom and all that. Um, No. I mean, you know, there's a certain amount of fun, obviously. And I loved high school kids. I loved having them at our house. I loved the friends that they had. But you were never trying to win the popularity contest with them, Linda. You were the mom. That's true. Well, especially with my own kids. I like being friends with their friends. But, um, you know, when it it came to what time you need to be in or can you go to this wild party, you know, even though they're saying, I hate you, I can't believe you're not letting me do that, you still need to be the mom, and in the end, they really appreciate it. Now, we're about to lose Sarah, whose husband's picking her up here in a minute, but before you go, Sarah, take this opportunity right from the horse's mouth, as it were, to tell listeners a little more about this marvelous organization that you co-founded called The Power of Moms. Well, um, powerofmoms.com is just a gathering place for deliberate mothers. That's what we call it. It's just a place where we have 70 writers that contribute fabulous stuff. We have all kinds of different ideas for moms, grandmas, people of all different ages of life. And it's just been a fabulous labor of love to see how people, you know, all these moms have come together and worked together to make things, um, you know, really work. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun, and it's a great way for us all to contribute our best ideas, and it's just been a very exciting thing. We actually made some podcasts together this this weekend, and it really works out very well um, to be with my mom and sisters and talk all about motherhood, and then a lot of those ideas go into the articles and things that are on Power of Moms. So. We just encourage everyone listening to get online and go to thepowerofmoms.com. In fact, this weekend, yes, last night, late about midnight, we made a podcast about Thanksgiving and gratitude and how we can make our kids more grateful during this season of gratitude, and it, we learned a lot from each other. It was awesome. i got to get that wet, that podcast is going up tomorrow, so that's what I get to go home and do now. So go to powermoms.com. This is, a, this is a cinema verite radio show. I mean, it's live stuff, and here we are, and Jared, Saren's husband, is here to pick her up. That's the noise of the car as we open the door. 
for Saren to make her exit. And Saren, we'll see you soon. And thanks for living close to me and having such wonderful grandkids for me. Hey, well, thanks for being such fabulous parents and for picking me up at the airport. See you guys. Love ya. All right. So Saren's on her way. We've got about another seven or eight minutes, Linda, to talk about whatever we want. But I think we should follow up a little on this whole business of the changing relationship between parents and children as those children grow older. And again, I, I really want to, I love, I love visual sort of metaphors and, and effects. And to me, if you think of a vertical line from you to your children when they're very young and when they count on you for everything, when they're babies and they're growing up as little children, I think it's a lovely thing to think about that line gradually tilting and becoming a little more diagonal as they get to be teenagers and begin to have some things to share with you and begin to be, in some ways, your equal. And then gradually turning and turning and turning until it becomes horizontal and you are truly friends and peers. And then, I guess, to be honest, Linda, it keeps on tilting a little. And at some point, you become so old that those kids are the ones taking care of you. I guess that's true. We were talking about that, too, Sarah, and just said, you need to write down what you want us to do with you when you get old. We need to know that. Do you want to go to a rest home? Do you want to come to our home? And I just said, put me in um, a rest home with my sister and a checkers board, and we'll be just fine. Just go to your life. I mean, No, 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 no. The way we're going to do it, Linda, when we're 96, we're going to take an airplane. I'm going to be a pilot by then. And we're going to do increasingly daring tricks, loop-the-loops, flying around at low altitudes, flying under bridges. We're just going to continue to up the ante as far as how dangerous our tricks are until finally we crash, and then that's the end of both of us. (laughs) I think you really think that's going to happen, but actually I think you're wearing yourself out. Every year you go down and win all these medals at the World Senior Games. You're wearing yourself out, so you're going to go before me. I'm just going to be (laughs) sitting in a little rest home somewhere with my sister playing checkers. (laughs) Linda thinks thinks that people are like cars, and they have a a limited amount of mileage, and the more mileage you get on them, the, the, the closer they'll be to, you know, clunking out. I think, on the other hand, that the more exercise you do, the longer you'll preserve yourself. So, you know, I think, uh, but I'm a little older than Linda, so I have to preserve myself a little longer so we can both wind it up together in our late 90s. Yes. So, anyway, going on with this topic of these grown-up kids, honestly, I can't tell you when I've had a more fun weekend. We just had a ball. We had so much fun. And I do have to interject in here. I know when we went on this cruise, we were with a lot of empty nesters, and they said, you know, this is so great to see your daughter-in-law with you. But I could no more do that than fly the moon. I have a daughter-in-law who's had a child and then taken that child away from the husband, asked for a divorce. We don't even know where they are. She won't let us see this child. I mean, there are so many problems from that extreme to all the way through the spectrum. So we know that everything is not as happy as it could be when you talk about in-laws. But if you do have a relationship with the kids, and even if there is some strain, maybe this is helpful to go away and really talk about it and and feel the support of the family because um, we know that it's not always just, you know, bread and butter. 
And you, and you can do it in any number of different ways. The last thing we want to do is give the impression that, oh, if you really want to get away with your sons or your daughters and have a retreat, you've got to go on a cruise or you've got to go to the Napa Valley or you've got to spend money or whatever. Not at all. We know so many families that will just get away by going and by actually some of them get away by kicking the husbands out for a night and just having an evening at home by themselves just as women or just as men and we just had a, in fact Linda doesn't even know this but uh, we have a little condo and we put it into an auction to try to help some people a cause that we thought was worthy and uh, uh, a mom won the auction and she just called me today Linda and said I'm so excited I won the auction for your little condo, and we're going to use it just to have a, a mom's night out, and it's just going to be me and my mother, the grandma, and my three daughters, and the five of us are just going to get together, and we're just going to talk all night, and we're just going to get to know each other and work out all our problems and strengthen our relationships, and she was so excited, and I, I said to her, well, it's funny you should call today because my wife's doing that very thing right now, and that's why she's not with me today. So it's a pretty well-accepted idea. We're not the only ones doing it. Yeah, that's true. And it's not like um, everybody has a perfect life either. I mean, we work through some things. There are some issues with our kids that the sisters really helped with. Um, there's a daughter whose life's been turned upside down because they were all ready to move to Utah, and we may have mentioned this last week. And then suddenly... Her husband was called to be the bishop in uh, their congregation in Boston. And so they just made a, you know, a 360-degree turn and went right back to Boston and there settled in. And actually, it was so nice to see how she resolved that in her mind and uh, the good that it's doing not only for her husband, for the, but for the people that she'll be in charge of. And, you know, there's this daughter, our youngest daughter is dating somebody, and um, we have... We're all pulling for the guy. Yeah, we are, except for her. And uh, Oh, she's coming around. She, she's finally coming around to this guy who is absolutely delightful, but not the perfect thing that she had in mind for her partner. And so it's really hard to change your mind when you have this vision in your mind, especially for our girls who are especially strong-willed, and I don't know where they got that from. <laughs> Me neither. But um, it really has been such an interesting weekend, too. Well, I, I, I hear that you met him only briefly because the police were coming to shut down the party they were at. What was that? Uh, brief explanation. Oh, I don't know if you can be brief on this. I mean, this girl uh, was in England for a while and fell in love with Guy Fox Day, which you probably don't know what it is. But on This is our daughter. On November 5th, they have to have, you have to have a big bonfire, and then you burn an effigy of Guy Fawkes who tried to burn down the, the parliament um, many, many years ago. And it's just a British tradition, but she thought it would be so fun to include so many of her friends. So she put it on Facebook, and 100 people showed up. They had a bonfire, and they started doing fireworks, which is part of the celebration. At the beach in San Francisco. And suddenly three police cars showed up and shut down the party. And uh, they assured them there was no alcohol, but they were just having fun. And they said, sorry, but uh, fireworks aren't allowed, so out of here. And so um, after all of her trouble to organize this party, but, you know, it makes a great story in the end. But, you know, it was really fun to go down and just meet briefly this boy that she's uh, dating. And it was hilarious because we were so excited to see him. And then the policemen were standing over saying, you cannot park in this parking lot. 
after 10 o'clock, and it was 10.15. And so he was writing out tickets for everybody who had their car along there. So we all just went, oh, hi, bye, and we jumped in our cars and ran. So That's all right. We'll get to know him better at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Can you tell I'm ready? I'm ready for my youngest daughter to take her vows. And she well, not that kind of vows, marriage vows. <laughs> She is a baby. She's only 26, but she's dying for a baby, so it would be good if she got married first. And so um, it really is so incredible to see these kids as adults and how they're dealing with their lives as adults. They're all overcommitted, all these daughters. We talked about creating some margins in their life so they're not doing so much because they're all doing way too much and uh, driving themselves crazy and their kids and their husbands crazy and so that we've got some commitments from them. They're going to slow down a little bit and they've committed to get off the computer and not even let their kids see them on the computer until they've gone to bed and then uh, do some stuff. So, you know, there are some things that really are good that can come from something like this. Now, if you're a young mom or a young dad out there and you've been listening today, you're like, whoa, I haven't heard a thing today that applies to me. They're just talking about when your kids are raised. But let me tell you, sometimes this is the best thing for you to hear as a young parent, that kids do grow up, and here's the surprise. They grow up way faster than you even want them to and than you're ready for, and that old song, Turn Around and They're Gone, really applies. So for you young parents... Just remember, your time with young children is very, very limited, and the time will come when those children of yours that are so dependent on you now become your very best friends and become peers, and your relationship becomes horizontal. So we hope you have fun with your kids no matter what age they are, and we'll be talking to you again soon. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye.